Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Seth Green has lost a film role for his ape, because he lost his ape to a phishing scam. A16Z launches their biggest ever crypto fund. Headlines from Microsoft's Build Conference, the e-bike that helps Ukraine take out Russian tanks, and a desktop-grade Windows PC you could put in your pocket. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Actor and producer Seth Green had some Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs. He was one of the folks trying to license the IP from those apes to make a Bored Ape Yacht Club TV show. But apparently, he was also the victim of a phishing scam, has lost his apes, and now OpenSea says it has frozen the NFTs in question in an attempt to retrieve them. Quoting BuzzFeed News. On Saturday, Green teased a trailer for White Horse Tavern at the NFT conference VCon, a twee comedy. The show seems to be based on the question, what if your friendly neighborhood bartender was Bored Ape Yacht Club number 8398? In an interview with entrepreneur and crypto hype man Gary Vaynerchuk, Green said he wanted to imagine a universe where, quote, it doesn't matter what you look like, what only matters is your attitude, end quote. Unfortunately for Green, what also matters is copyright law, and when the actor's NFT collection was pilfered by a scammer in early May, he lost the commercial rights to his show's cartoon protagonist, a scruffy bored ape named Fred Simeon, whose likeness and usage rights now belong to someone else. I bought that ape in July 2021 and have spent the last several months developing and exploiting the IP to make it into the star of this show, Green told Vaynerchuk. Then days before, his name is Fred, by the way, days before he's set to make his world debut, he's literally kidnapped. Green did not respond to a tweet from BuzzFeed News regarding the show. On May 8th, an anonymous scammer swiped four of Green's NFTs in a phishing scheme. Green mourned his stolen assets on Twitter, where he announced the losses of a bored ape, two mutant apes, and a doodle, which were transferred out of Green's wallet after he unknowingly interacted with a phishing site. One of the mutant apes was flipped for $42,000. Motherboard reported transaction ledgers show the bored ape was also sold by the scammer to a pseudonymous collector known as Darkwing84, who purchased it for more than $200,000. The NFT was then swiftly transferred to a collection called GBE underscore Vault, which is where it currently sits. If the current owner, quote, wanted to cause trouble for Seth Green, they probably could because that person becomes the holder of the commercial rights, said Daniel Dubin, a tax and litigation attorney at Alston and Bird LLP. Seemingly aware of the problems his ape's new owner could cause, Green has spent the last several days tweeting at Darkwing84 in an attempt to reclaim the bored ape, appealing to them again on Monday to, quote, work it out between us, end quote. A Green supporter even sent Darkwing84 a message by way of an ENS domain that spells out contact Seth Green on Twitter.eth. It's unclear if Darkwing84 knew the ape was illicitly obtained when they purchased it, and they did not respond to a tweet from BuzzFeed News. The NFT marketplace OpenSea said it has frozen the tokens as it has previously done when assets were reported stolen. All four NFTs taken from Green are now marked with, quote, suspicious activity warnings. We do not have the power to freeze or delist NFTs that exist on decentralized blockchains. However, we do disable the ability to use OpenSea to buy or sell stolen items said Ali Mack, an OpenSea spokesperson. OpenSea is currently facing three lawsuits from NFT owners who lost their bored apes to similar phishing attacks, end quote.
As expected, Andreessen Horowitz has announced a $4.5 billion crypto fund, including $1.5 billion of that earmarked simply for seed investments, thereby making it the fourth and largest crypto fund that Andreessen Horowitz runs. In fact, this could be the largest crypto fund ever raised by anyone. Not sure about that. Quoting the Financial Times. Despite the so-called crypto winter, Chris Dixon, managing partner and founder of Andreessen's crypto arm, said that the group believes the space is reaching a new golden era in which, quote, new talent, viable infrastructure, and community knowledge spurs rapid innovation. We believe blockchains will power the next major computing cycle, he said. That's why we've decided to go big, end quote. Dixon said that the firm was targeting startups of all stages in areas such as decentralized social media and decentralized autonomous organizations, which aim to be governed by code. He also cited NFT communities, creator monetization, and decentralized finance, among others. The company can invest in companies as it would for regular startups or invest in the tokens or coins that a particular project generates, end quote. Microsoft held its Build Developer Conference yesterday, and here were the big headlines. Say hello to Power Pages, a low-code website builder, and Power Apps Express Design, which can turn images into an app with controls and data storage, quoting XDA developers. Power Pages is a brand new addition to the Power Platform family, and it makes it easier for businesses to create modern and secure websites using the low-code platform. Users can start designing a website from the ground up, adding text, video, images, forms, and so on, or you can use one of the templates Microsoft offers to get started. While it's meant to be friendly for low-code users, it also integrates with Visual Studio Code, Azure DevOps, and GitHub, so you can use these code-first tools for more advanced capabilities. Another big piece of news is the Power Apps Express Design feature. With this, it's now possible to feed any design input, such as a PDF file, designs from Figma, or even a hand-drawn design, into Power Apps and see it come to life as a proper app with working controls and data storage. You can add more screens to the app by adding more images. This should make it easier than ever to go from the design stage to having a working app, end quote. Microsoft also unveiled Project Volterra, an ARM-powered developer kit to explore AI scenarios, coming in 2022 as Windows gains support for neural processing units. Quoting TechCrunch, Today at Build 2022, Microsoft unveiled Project Volterra, a device powered by Qualcomm's Snapdragon platform that's designed to let developers explore AI scenarios via Qualcomm's new Neural Processing SDK for Windows Toolkit. The hardware arrives alongside support in Windows for neural processing units, NPUs, or dedicated chips tailored for AI and machine learning-specific workloads. Dedicated AI chips, which speed up AI processing while reducing the impact on battery, have become common in mobile devices like smartphones. But as apps like AI-powered image upscalers come into wider use, manufacturers have been adding such chips to their laptop lineups. M1 Max feature Apple's Neural Engine, for instance, and Microsoft's Surface Pro X has the SQ1, which was co-developed with Qualcomm. Intel at one point signaled it would offer an AI chip solution for Windows PCs, but as the ecosystem of AI-powered ARM apps is well-established thanks to iOS and Android, Project Volterra appears to be an attempt to tap it rather than reinvent the wheel, end quote. And finally, there was DevBox, a cloud service offering Windows 365 integrated developer workstations in private preview. A public preview arrives in a few months. Quoting The Verge, 
Microsoft put PCs in the cloud with Windows 365 last year, and now it wants to entice developers to use a cloud-powered developer workstation. Microsoft DevBox is a new cloud service that includes apps and services designed for developers to quickly access a pre-configured developer workstation. Microsoft DevBox is built on top of the foundations of Windows 365, so it's easy to spin up a new virtual machine and get working. That means Microsoft DevBox will work on any modern browser, and the machines support any integrated development environment, software development kit, or tools that run on top of Windows. Microsoft is pitching this at a variety of developers who might work on projects that have software conflicts and dependencies that make maintaining a developer workstation more of a headache. The company says its dev boxes are well-suited for desktop, mobile, IoT, and gaming developers, and cross-platform apps can be built using the Windows subsystem for Linux, end quote. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 pocket pants, the right sort of step up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months, or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. This is extremely odd. DuckDuckGo has confirmed a researcher's findings that its browser allows Microsoft trackers on third-party websites, citing a search content agreement with Microsoft. Quoting Bleeping Computer, DuckDuckGo is a search engine that prides itself on its privacy by not tracking your searches or your behavior while performing searches. Furthermore, instead of building user profiles to display interest-based advertisements, 
DuckDuckGo will use contextual advertisements from partners like ads by Microsoft. While DuckDuckGo does not store any personal identifiers with your search queries, Microsoft Advertising may track your IP address and other information when clicking on an ad link for accounting purposes, but it is not associated with a user advertising profile. DuckDuckGo also offers a privacy-centric web browser for iOS and Android that promotes many privacy features, including HTTPS always encryption, third-party cookie blocking, and tracker blocking. However, while performing a security audit of the DuckDuckGo privacy browser, security researcher Zach Edwards discovered that while the browser blocks Google and Facebook trackers, it allowed Microsoft trackers to continue running. Further tests showed that DuckDuckGo allowed trackers related to the Bing.com and LinkedIn.com domains while blocking all other trackers. In response to Edwards' long thread on the subject, DuckDuckGo CEO and founder Gabriel Weinberg confirmed that their browser intentionally allows Microsoft trackers on third-party sites due to a search syndication agreement with Redmond. This has led to quite the uproar on Hacker News, where Weinberg has been defending the company's transparency surrounding the agreements with Microsoft. However, Weinberg has made it clear that this restriction is only in their browser and does not affect the DuckDuckGo search engine, end quote. Founder Du Quan's proposal to relaunch the Terra blockchain has passed with 65.5% of the governance vote. The network will go live on Friday without the UST stablecoin, quoting the block. This will result in the creation of a new blockchain that will airdrop tokens proportionally to those affected following the sudden collapse of the Terra USD UST algorithmic stablecoin. In total, 65.5% of the total votes supported Quan's proposal. Only 13.2% who were opposed to the fork voted no with a veto. Just over 20% of votes decided to abstain. Following Terra's collapse, Terraform Labs CEO Du Quan suggested the launch of a new network, initially describing it as a fork before that was corrected by Terraform Labs. The new blockchain will be called Terra, whereas the current version of the chain will be renamed as Terra Classic. Based on the details provided in the proposal, Terra 2.0 is scheduled to hit mainnet on Friday. After this launch, Luna 2.0 tokens will be available for trading. Those tokens will be airdropped to existing stakeholders of the network at pre-decided percentages. Many of the tokens will be subject to vesting periods. Moreover, the new Terra blockchain will exist without the UST token, which was originally its main purpose." End quote. Meanwhile, according to DeFi Llama, the total value locked across all DeFi protocols has dropped to around $112 billion worth, down from around $195 billion at the start of May before the UST and Luna collapse. Ukrainian fighters have a favorite war rig, and it's not a Humvee. It's not a tank. It's not even quite a war rig. It's a quiet electric e-bike. I mean, it is a sort of rugged e-bike with off-wheel tires and other additions, quoting Vice. Soldiers on e-bikes have been spotted across Ukraine since the early days of the war, mostly on Elite brand bikes. E-bikes are fast and critically much quieter than a gas-powered bike. They allow soldiers to perform quick guard patrols or move swiftly into position. On Telegram last week, pictures surfaced of the Delfast-branded bikes that had been modified to carry massive anti-tank weapons. The two photos showed the e-bike modified with a crate on the back and a huge missile launcher poking from the back. The e-bikes are used for transporting the launchers. The anti-tank weapons 
aren't fired from the back of the bikes. The quiet design and fast speed, a Delfast can reach speeds of up to 50 miles per hour, allow the bikes to move N-Laws into position and quickly flee once fired. Both Delfast and Elik are Ukrainian companies. When reached for comment, representatives of Delfast in the United States denied it had sold Ukraine any of its bikes. Delfast continues to support the people of Ukraine. We are working with governments and the larger tech community to end this war. A representative of Delfast in the U.S. told Motherboard, We have not sold Delfast bikes or made modifications to our e-bikes to support any military action. We are also donating 5% of all sales to fund humanitarian efforts in Ukraine. End quote. Militaries across the world have been developing electronic stealth bikes for around a decade. Australia has been testing them for scouting missions, and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, the Pentagon's mad scientists, began throwing money at the problem in 2014. The development has led to two prototypes, the Nighthawk and the Nightmare. The Silent Hawk is a hybrid model that sounds about as loud as a vacuum cleaner and can get up to 80 miles per hour. Less is known about the nightmare. The speed and low heat signature make e-bikes ideal for reconnaissance and special operations. In addition to the end-law hauling Delfast bikes, reports have flourished online of Ukraine using e-bikes to move snipers around the battlefield and quickly deliver medical supplies, end quote. Finally today, as I wait on my Mac Studio to arrive, if you've been following my Twitter account, you'll know that I've been fantasizing about maybe using it as a portable computer. Like, it'll sit here on my desk most days. It's small enough, though, that I could fit it into my backpack, take it on the train, and take it with me into the office. I could have the exact same computer with all my files and everything set up in both places. Well, guess what, Windows fans? You have a similar option now. Though I'm not sure this could work as your daily driver, but it's still impressive. A company called Zotac makes a tiny Windows 11 Pro desktop PC that is only slightly bigger than your average smartphone. Quoting TechSpot, the ZBox PI336 Pico is a small form factor or SFF computer about the size of an external storage device, 4.5 inches by 3 inches by 0.8 inches. This fully capable desktop can fit right in your pocket or be tucked away behind your monitor out of sight. The minuscule chassis packs a 1.2 GHz, 3 GHz boosted Intel Celeron N6211 dual-core with UHD graphics, 4 GB of LPDDR4X RAM, and 128 GB of onboard storage. Connectivity options include Wi-Fi 6E, Gigabit Ethernet, Bluetooth 5.2, two USB 3.1 Gen 2 ports, one Type-C port, a headphone-slash-microphone combo jack, and a micro SDHC card reader. It also has HDMI 2.0 and DisplayPort 1.4 with up to 2160p resolution and supports dual monitor setups. The PI336 Pico comes pre-installed with Windows 11 Pro and a separate USB thumb drive for restoring the system to factory conditions or a previous state. It's clearly not going to replace your big rig or gaming PC, but does make a nifty compact traveling computer. It also comes with a mounting bracket if you would rather hang it on the wall or situate it behind a monitor, making for a discreet desktop PC in the family room. The unit also doesn't need an AC brick. The slightly larger adapter just plugs straight into a wall socket. Zotac hasn't revealed pricing yet. The previous SFF PC in the Pico line, the ZBox PI-335, running Windows 10, retailed for $230. The PI-336 is an upgrade, and the chip shortage has inflated things, so this model might go for a bit higher. Zotac doesn't have a release date yet to reveal, end quote. 
Nothing for today. Talk to you tomorrow.